He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! This week we have a special feature on golf betting. Uh, we're delighted to be joined again by Steve Bamford of golfbettingsystem.co.uk, who, if you remember, was with us in week 50 for our 2015 major preview. Steve, welcome back to A Good Talk Spoiled. Hi, Barry. Uh, hi, listeners. How are we? Um, so, we, uh, after a little back and forth on email, we decided to uh, podcast on talking through betting types and betting on golf and who better than to get somebody who does it professionally for a living? So maybe we just kick off with kind of the, the simple, straightforward win bets, I think. We'll start, start at the very top of the market where most people would see. Um, when, when would you kind of approach or when would you just be going straight for a win bet? I've, I've never heard golf betting and the word straightforward linked together. <laughs> if, if, only, if only that was the case. Eh? Win only. Win only. Um, tend to, I mean, the, we're getting into the realms of Tiger Woods domination now for Rory McIlroy, aren't we? So there, there was a period of time back in 2007, 2008, even 2009 when when Woods was going off at two to one, three to one, and everyone was pining on win only and, and making a lot of money from it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at Rory now and uh, the prices even going off at this season. Um, four to one on offer at PJ National this week is is actually quite a big price compared to what he was going off going off at, at uh, Dubai a couple of weeks ago. But the the thing with win only is it you know it's basically the wrong wrong seal moment, isn't it? You know, it says what it does on the tin. Um, obviously, a win only bet, which in general, when you've got fields of 144, 156 players, isn't that easy a feat to to actually perform. A um, couple of things to point out, and I'm going to I'm going to mention got, uh, I'm going to mention bookmakers as we go through this because um, it's interesting. We've been doing a lot of analysis, or I've been doing a lot of analysis and reviews for the website recently, Golf Bank System. And one of the things that we've added within, the, in fact, we actually added it as of last week. Um, we've got a suite on there, a, a basically of golf betting reviews, all to do with bookmakers. If you go to golfbettingsystem.co.uk homepage, there's a navigation bar across the, across the top of the homepage. Top right corner, you'll see betting reviews. And what we've pulled together is, and we've still got a few to uh, complete, is we're pulling together detailed betting reviews across all of the big online bookmakers covering as you would have thought, golf betting. Because there's so many intricacies, Barry, about certain firms do certain things, other firms don't. And mm. if you actually look at, uh, look at it as a, as a landscape, you, can, you know, you're certainly better off doing certain bets with certain bookmakers. Now, win only, for example, you can actually now do enhanced win only bets with two bookmaker firms, one being Stan James, and Coral have also entered into that market in 2015. So Stan James was the only bookmaker that used to do enhanced win-only um, market. They've now been joined by Coral. 
Uh, and if I actually look at the odds on my screen right now, Coral are quite uh, a beating uh, Stan James with only on quite a lot of players in this week's Honda Classic. Okay, and just for any listeners who don't know what an enhanced win only is, that the, the odds are a little higher than they would be if somebody was backing that player each way? Yeah, exactly. Effectively, it's a separate market away from the outright market. So I can go outright with any bookmaker that I choose to. But mm. with these guys, they actually offer an enhanced win-only market. So effectively, you couldn't put an each-way bet on if you tried. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I actually look at the moment, Rory McIlroy, 4-1 to one across a number of firms... You're getting forty-one to ten with Stan Chape, so they've eaten it up a one point one of a decimal point. Well, it's very generous. Players, and I, I know Keegan Bradley's quite popular at the moment. Yeah, um, he's, he's been well tipped up this week, including myself. Mm, yeah, he's been he's been looking looking good the last few weeks. Yeah, he's he's cutting out those errors, isn't he? I like the way that his, his bogeys, his, you know, the amount of bogeys he's been accruing are going down. His ball striking's back to his best. And actually, that short putter starting to work a bit better. So somewhere like PGA National, and I don't know if you've seen the weather forecast. I know we're going off topic. It looks absolutely horrid this week. Yeah. Rain, thunderstorms. It's gusting up to thirty miles an hour. Someone like Keegan Bradley he looks absolutely perfect uh, this mm. week over on the Classic. But anyway, he's thirty to one with Coral enhanced win only right now. A lot of bookmakers you probably find he's as short as twenty to one now. Because he's, he's, been, he's been very popular this week. Yeah, down to 20 to 1. Yeah, he's 20. Just looking at Paddy Power here, he's 25 to 1. So, yeah, you get quite a big range of prices between the bookmakers. I guess we're going to talk about that a little later on in the show. So, with the win only, then you're going to have to be going to really confident about the guy you're backing. Like, this is, he's definitely going to do it this week. And, and so, yeah. outside of like your Rory's and your Tigers when they're really on fire, the the real bet we're looking at, or the general main bet for punters, is the, the each way bet each week. Then, absolutely, yeah. Each way, so effectively, it's two bets. There's there's one bet goes on the win, mm. and there's a second bet that goes on the place. Now, um, most standard bookmakers will offer you um, up to five places each way a quarter odds. On top of that, you do get the odd bookmaker that pushes that out to six. I know that Paddy Power have done that this week for the Honda Classic. They've actually done it for the last seven weeks consecutively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's that's a Paddy Power forte of theirs. Um, Coral have also started offering six places each way um, recently. It, it, um, it doesn't get overly advertised, but you, if you go onto the Coral website now, you can actually choose a five places each way or a six places each way market, of course. The odds get slightly reduced. But if you're punting on a player like, I don't know, um, uh, I'm picking one out of, out of the ether, Eric Compton this week. I'm tipping up Eric Compton at the Honda Classic. He's 250 to one, six places each way with Coral this week. Mm-hmm. If you actually look at his price on Paddy Power, he's 200 to one each way. And this is, this is what I say, you know, if you're, if you're going to be a regular golf better or punter, you really do need a range of accounts to maximise your chances of profit. There's no doubt about mm. that. The other thing to mention about each weight betting, Barry, as, as you well know, I don't know if you know, we're going to have an experienced uh, golf uh, punters out there listening. At the major championships, some of the bookmakers offer better than standard five places each way. Mm-hmm. So, power more than likely will go six places each way at the Masters in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. 
traditionally the only other bookmaker that goes six places each way at the at the uh, Masters is also Stan James. And you'll be surprised they're not you know just because they go six places each way. There's often you you'll find they actually have some very competitive prices that match off mm. the other bookmakers that have gone five each way. So that's something of note. But when you get to the full field majors, because obviously the Masters tends to be about 100 players, when you get to the US Open, Open Championship, also the US PGA Championship, you will get a lot of bookmakers going six places, and even some will go to seven. And for the Open Championship, some will even go to eight places each way. Yeah, it was a Betfair Sportsbook did that last year, eight places. I think it was tricky enough to get it, though. You probably had to jump through several hoops and a few rings of fire as well to make sure you got it. But um, yeah. it's, it's always something that's bugged me about golf betting. You know, you're, you're looking at a field of 140, 150 players, and in general, the standard is five places. Whereas if you take a sport like horse racing, you could get 25-30% of the field is paid as a place. Now, sometimes it'll be five, you know, one-fifth the odds instead of one-quarter the odds. But it seems like we're, as golf punters, we're a little bit hard done by in terms of getting a place. And you kind of hope you'd get 10 places if, 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 if all things being equal or even more. Well, yeah, this is, this is very true. I mean, you look at the Grand National. Uh, there's certain, I know Bet Victor. Uh, this is one of their main. Uh, uh, this is their, one of their main uh, ways of buying customers or grabbing customers. They go six places each way at the mm. Grand National. That's uh, a lot. 40, 40, Forty horse race. That's yeah. What's that? 15 percent. Yeah, so, so if you're if you're talking about a real golf tournament, that'd be close to whatever eighteen, nineteen places. Absolutely, and you know. I, I think traditionally, uh, golf betting in terms of the margin that the bookmakers have as a target, they obviously have, they're not overly comfortable giving out value. That's that's what makes Paddy Power uh, quite an attractive book, really, because I mean, I'm just looking again at Honda Classic right now on my screen. If you're backing Dustin Johnson this week or Justin Rose, you're getting market-leading price. Mm. You're getting six places each way. Now, you can't really beat that, can you? No, no, not at all, and it's uh, it's certainly very attractive, and they do, and you know, Paddy Power, they, they really have taken leaps and bounds ahead, and in my mind, and not being as in deep with all the bookmakers as you are, but in my mind, as a as a company to bet on golf with, they seem to be a little bit ahead of the curve, and um, their, their, their extra place most weeks is really attractive, and I think that's, they'll get a, they get a lot of punters in because of that. They do, I'm, I'm pretty certain they do. Should we move on to top five, top ten, top twenty? Yeah, yeah. This this is an interesting one for me. I, I historically, I'd say I've maybe put two or three bets on the on this mark on these markets ever. I mean, so talk us through. Would you ever go for these markets yourself, or when would you ever consider backing a golfer in one of these markets? Going from experience and going from you know. Um, Golf, golf betting system, obviously the website. Um, we've got a Facebook group. We've got about two thousand seven hundred golf punters on there. Um, I know that you're one of them. You're obviously second in the punters league at the moment. But anyway, I won't go down that route. <laughs> Thank, thanks for the. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were first. Now you're second. I know. I know. I need to go find another long shot winner, a long odds winner yeah. to leap leapfrog the my usurper. <laughs> Know, there's a feeling out there, and it's, it's fascinating the, the hundreds of different strategies that people use on there. 
you know, you get guys on there that complain when I tip up a 40 to 1 shot saying there's no value in it because they're backing someone at 850 to 1 on Betfair Exchange. Mm. Uh, and you go to the other extreme, you get guys on there, regular golf punters that back top 5, top 10, top 20. And they're, they're prepared to take far reduced odds but use big stakes. And, and that's kind of where a lot of this place betting um, comes from. You, you can look at it two ways. You can either go for big stakes and get kind of uh, far smaller returns but a, a bigger probability of a return. Mm -hmm. Or you can go down the route of saying, well... Eric Compton, Steve's tipped him up at 250 to 1 this week to win the uh, Honda Classic. I don't fancy that. Um, I'm only getting five places each way with my bookmaker, or I could get six with Coral or Lap Paddy Power. Mm -hmm. But I do fancy him this week because he's 22 to 1 to finish top 10. Yeah, and that's a, that's a quite an attractive price for somebody you don't fancy to to have those extra couple of shots in them to get up to the around the top spot or the top five or you know further well, each way. Yeah. We all know golfers that traditionally don't win. No. Um, Eric, you know, yeah, not picking on specific players, but there are a lot of players out there. That Charles Howell, perfect. That don't, don't deliver. Charles Howell the third. Yeah, there's one potentially. Now you might be prepared to take a place on him this week. I know, I know, you know, Howell. I had a close look at him. He, he goes well on Florida golf courses. So you know, you kind of know that when when push comes to shove, he's likely mm. not to finish in the top. He's not, he's not going to win. And as we go, and this is the thing that complicates matters with each way betting, it's obviously you're getting five places and six places. But in golf, you get a lot of tied places. Mm -hmm. So effectively, you can get uh, you can get ten players finishing in the top, uh, finishing tied for tied for fourth. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you you get you your odds start be, uh, get reductions against them. And that's the difficulty with golf betting in terms of each way betting, but it's also the case with place betting. So if you've gone for a top 10 bet, and actually there are 14 players that mm. have finished tied ninth or better, you're going to get your odds, or you're going to get reductions based upon your bet. Now, that, that's just golf betting. And, and yeah, yeah. that harks back to the, what you just said, James, about, or sorry, Barry, about, um, about the fact that you know there's a, there's margin in it for bookmakers. One thing that goes against that is sporting bet, and they're an they're a very very good um, book online bookmaker for for place betting, top five, top ten betting, because they pay out fully in ties that's or a, on ties. That's a huge thing. There's nothing worse than the sucker punch of seeing your place get tied. Because, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a good that's a, well well done to sporting bet and hopefully other bookmakers might follow that see if they see them getting an edge in the market by taking more punters because of it. Back in the day, Paul and I religiously um, we used to do a feature that was basically we pick out three players on a European Tour and PGA Tour event that were five to one or more. Mm -hmm. Back then, we used to highlight a, a bookmaker called Extra Bet who are no longer with us. But they would religiously play it, pay out on ties for the top 20 bets. And the strike rate, strike rate that we actually pulled together was really strong. Because effectively, if you did the mathematics, if you, one of the three actually placed, you were making money. And there's all these kind of intricacies. But yes, yeah, sporting bet, the fact that they actually pay fully on top five, top ten 
for ties is really, really strong. I mean, again, I'm looking here at the live market. Player like Paul Casey can be very popular this week. Second last week, you can get four to one with Bet365. Um, you can also get four to one with Sporting Bet. This is top ten, mm. and you know the fact that you're getting paid on ties with Sporting Bet. So you know, if you had both accounts, there's no doubt that you'd put your bet on with Sporting Bet. Absolutely, no brainer. Okay, that's that's good to kind of get an understanding of when, when it's when we just, you take on the top five, top ten, and top twenty as opposed to just a, a, a each way bet on a golfer. Okay, let's. I, I think I, I've always uh, the match bets are interesting to me because sometimes it the, these are just no brainers, even though the golfers are odds on. Do you, do you ever take on match bets, or you know, would you do an accumulator of one or two match bets on like a given round? early in the season when you've got players coming out of their winter slumber and when you look at a player certain players you can just look at their history and you can see that it takes a long time for them to sort of get up to speed mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're betting on an event like I don't know, the Hyundai Tournament of Champions, which is the first event of, the, of every um, calendar year, or something like the Sony Open, and you know that there's a player there traditionally starts sluggishly but he's a big name you can sometimes pick matches or you can even you can even pick um, round bets or effectively match bets where you can actually play him off against another player and you're going you're gonna to get a win out of it mm-hmm. so I actually should have clarified for any listeners who don't know what a match bet is you basically you're picking one golfer versus another um, in, 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 say for a given round and if your golfer shoots a lower round than the other guy you win your bet and uh, that, well, this can extend to full tournament match bets, yeah. and um, so, some bookmakers do you know head-to-head match bets, or then they do mythical groups of three or six golfers as well, so you can pit your guy against a smaller group of golfers. Yeah, this is it. This is it, Barry. They do two to three balls, so effectively that's round betting. Yeah, mm. and they'll they'll do that across rounds one to four. But then you can get match betting, and like you said, you can get mythical match betting as well. Now, the odds compilers for these bookmakers aren't stupid. They, they, they rarely put a dud guy in a, in a mythical group or something like that. Yeah. They, they always pick guys that they know are going to be very close form-wise uh, uh, and, and, and golf course form-wise. But you can, you can pick, up the, pick up the odd you know, um, mistake on there or, or someone that, you know, if you're very confident on a particular player... Mm-hmm. That can be a little side side betting trip for you. Yeah, it's good. Kind of a little, little bit of fun to have throughout a tournament while you sweat your long your long term bets for the event. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Like I said, I, I think I I played it last year on the, on Scott Stallings at Kapalua, and you know I just did. It was the forecast was horrible, and he wasn't playing great, and he was in a match bet with some other guy I can't quite remember, and and I, and I laid. laid I, I, I bet um, for the other guy to win, and, and he, it actually came off. It, it can work for you. There's no mm. doubt about that. Cool, cool. Okay, um, I, I think uh, in, in all the golf bets, probably the most exciting ones for me are the doubles and the accumulators, where you back a golfer in say two events, like one on the PGA Tour and one on the European Tour. So, so this week would be the Joburg Open and the Honda Classic. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this one, this one causes all sorts of confusion, uh, all sorts of craziness to, to the point that you guys have a really excellent explanation page on your website. Yeah, for listeners, if I if I type in golf betting or, or golf each way double explain into into a search engine of their choice, um, um, <laughs> very diplomatic. I won't say the journey from G word, but they, they'll um, they'll they'll come across our page mm. each way double explain now. There's two kinds of double, as you, as you know. There's a win, the win double, which is really easy. Yeah, basically you're betting on both players to win. Mm-hmm. This used to be known as the transatlantic double. So oh, you pick one on the Euro. Yeah, yeah, I like that name. That's good. Yeah, and one obviously on the PGA Tour. Now the fact that the European Tour is barely ever in Europe anymore kind of blew that one out of the wind. <laughs> but um, I know for a fact that. Win doubles, and, and you said earlier about when would you use win only betting. It tends to be quite popular. You know, the tournament you get towards the end of the season. Um, I'm thinking something like the Ned Bank Challenge, mm. or something like um, some some of the events they have out in Thailand at the end of the year. Um, the Aus- Australian Open's another good one. Tends to get a short price winner. Jordan Spieth won it this year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of guys they'll. If you look at the if you look at the odds of, of players that win these autumn stroke winter tournaments, they tend to be quite slow. Tend to be either low double digit or single digit. So if you can pick that across two tournaments, mm-hmm. a win double is absolutely perfect for that. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Nice. So I mean, I, I guess I, we probably could do. We need to explain the the confusion that arises when you do a uh, a double. So let's go with an example. Um, Last week, say I had picked uh, James Hahn as the winner of the PGA Tour, and then my double was with SSP Cherasia. Now, some people might think, "Wow, I've got a winner, and I've got a guy who's a place, so the the win's going to multiply by the place." But that's not actually the case with uh, golf doubles, is it? Each way doubles. Well, the win double, yes, obviously the win double. That's self-explanatory. But if we're if we're talking each way doubles, mm. and, that, and that's yeah, that that this is this is where it gets confusing. Um, I'm I'm going to read from the actual page itself on our website. Before we, um, it's it's worth pointing out that an each way bet is treated as two separate bets, and that's what you've got to bear in mind. Mm-hmm. An each way bet is is one bet on a player to win, and another bet on him to finish in the top number of places. Now that could be five or six, depending on where you're betting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're saying about James Hahn and about um, SSP Chowrasia. Now, you've got various scenarios, haven't you? So scenario one would be both players to finish in the places two to five without any ties, okay? Now, on that basis, James Hahn and, obviously, SSP Chowrasia would have paid out last week because they both placed, yeah? Yep. Um, where it gets confusing for punters is, is where one of the players wins, i.e. James Hahn, and one of the other players only places. Now, they inevitably think, well, I've got a winner. So, you know, the returns are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Not because you're placing two bets. So the fact that James Hahn won is great, but the fact that SSSP, sorry, SSP shall raise you, you could have picked an easy I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because effectively, when one player wins and one player finishes in the places, 
a lot of guys out there think I'm in the I'm in the serious money. Yeah. But effectively, the only way that you know you're cracking open the champagne in an each way double scenario is it, is when both players actually win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough it's tough enough to pick one winner on a week, but uh, you know picking two or even three or four when you're including say an Asian tour event and an LPGA tour event. It becomes uh, an absolute lottery, and, and hence the stratospheric odds you get. But uh, certainly, you know, if, you, if, you, if your picks are in any way in the running throughout the weekend, it gets very exciting thinking about massive, uh, massive returns. But effectively, if you if you'd have backed um, a, a twenty-one shot and a forty-one shot um, each way double, yeah, mm-hmm. and they both win. If you put ten pound each way, that works out at nine thousand two hundred seventy pounds. Those are the kind of returns that are up for grabs, and those aren't long odds, really, for in terms of golf betting, a twenty and a forty. No, it's kind of mainstream, isn't it? Mm. It's uh, you're getting a very good quality of player for twenty to one and forty to one. Yeah, so that, that's why these bets are so attractive. I mean, I've a, I've a couple of friends that you know they they pool a few euro each week and they'll choose two or three golfers each on each of the tours and they'll do. Kind of very very low stake each way cross doubles on all of the golfers, so they'll have like three golfers in Europe and three in the States, and they'll do all the doubles on those for I think it'll work out at ten or fifteen euro each a week for the two guys to do it. But it yeah. it keeps you a little interest, and if you just hit one throughout the year, then you've covered yourself. Are they successful? Have they had success here? Yeah, they've this year so far. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're in profit. Yeah, so they've been picking up a few each ways along the way. This is it, you know, Barry. The winners so far, apart from last week, have been very short priced on both tours, and mm-hmm. that's where these kind of bets can be very profitable. Yeah, I mean, the doubles and the accumulators are great. Like there was a one of the members of the golf betting system group had a, a four way accumulator last week. Was yeah, it Tom? they had. I'm trying to think. Lahiri in India. Um, they had DJ on the PGA Tour. They had Brandon Grace on the um, Sunshine Tour. Yeah. And Co. And they had, was it Co? Co, yeah, she won the Australia, Ladies Australian Open. And he had an ACO on all four to win. Mm. So he's sitting there Sunday night. Yeah. Watching DJ. <laughs> Dunk his wedge into the bunker on 17. And, and this very much goes into what we were, what, what I know we're going to talk about yeah. in terms of laying off bets. Yeah, are you, are you, if, if you're in that guy's situation and there's 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 a you know a, a four figure number coming your way for a very small um, stake, have you you know I suppose it all comes down to mentality. It all comes down to circumstances. Are you are you going to be that brave and, and throw everything and wait to the very last ball is struck on Dustin Johnson last week, or are you actually going to come to the table and say, well, actually? I'm going to go on Betfair Exchange, and I'm going to put a uh, I'm going to put a bet on there for DJ to actually lose, and by doing that, I'm actually overall guaranteeing a certain level of profit. Yeah, I do. well, it depends on my emotional state on every single shot throughout the day. I've I've had those situations before, and I've sat on it and got burned completely. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I, there was one one tournament a couple of years ago, and I. I can't remember his name. I've blocked it out because it's just too painful a memory. But he, he was cruising along and then absolutely blew up. <laughs> so, um, I, I think in, it is obviously better to 
to do a bit of laying off and get, lock in some profit. I mean, leave yourself a nice upside, but uh, swinging for the the full max value the score the full max value score is just it's a uh, it's a bit too much bravado to be a smart move, isn't it? Really. It's now, not easy to win. So you get guys out there that, that watch the golf, they've seen the live action, and they're out there and they're actually putting stakes on for players to actually, they're laying them to, to actually lose. Mm. But then, you know, that's, that's another angle. So these guys, yeah, these guys are effectively turning themselves into the bookie. I mean, we've, we've kind of segued, exactly. segued ourselves perfectly into talking about the betting exchanges. So, I mean, the, the, I discovered Betfair a few years ago and I, I actually I love it. I think it's great because in general you find if you you'll get better odds on your golfer and you do yeah. and then of course I discovered the ability to lay after being ver- burned a few times. So yeah. to 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 the the best way to explain the lay uh, option to me uh, somebody gave this to me and said basically you're turning yourself into the bookie when you lay a golfer. And, and that and that made total sense in my head. So I mean, there's there's so many strategies to be to be utilized on the exchanges that we, we, we could be here for hours talking about them. Yeah, there's various software packages that you can buy, like Bet Angel, where you, you know it does it all for you. It's also great for live betting because because it's uh, it's an automatic program. You know, you can get bets in onto Betfair far quicker than the than a human can and. You know, sometimes you're talking milliseconds mm. where, you know, there's even rumours now across tennis and golf where you get on-course guys that actually are out there watching these tournaments that have got the advantage of a couple of seconds, four, four or five seconds, where they can lay a bet or back a player knowing that something's actually just happened. Before it hits the TV yeah. feed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is where Betfair Exchange, uh, you know, or BetDAC and stuff like that becomes quite crazy. Mm. I, there's, you know, um, again, on, on, on the golf betting system, a Facebook group, we've got quite a few guys on there that, that, that actually use the exchanges regularly. I suppose there's a few things to point out, really. If you, you know, a lot of guys uh, use Betfair to back long shots. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll pick five or six or ten players that are crazy prices, 500 to one, 600 to one, 800 to one. And all they're looking for, in essence, is a fast start from a lot of them. Um, because you know for a fact that if you've got a, if you've got a, especially if he's a named player that hasn't been in form recently and, and they've been quite, they're quite a long triple digit price, mm. and all of a sudden they make a really fast start, you know, you can pretty much go on there and theoretically you can back someone high and obviously then lay them and you can guarantee lock in a profit. Yeah, you, you effectively use the equity of the lower price that you exactly. have to be locked in to. to Get lock in your profit and leave yourself a, a possible extra win, you know, a little bit extra over the top for now, the win. I use the word theoretically because it all comes down um, to the amount of interest that's in that physical tournament, yeah, yeah, that you're actually betting on. Now, if you're betting on, and this is the kind of information that you get to read up on our Facebook group. A lot of people seem to, you know, they'll come out with players and they'll say, yeah, he's an 800 to one shot. And, I, you know, if he gets a fast start, you'll be able to lay it. But actually, on, on some tournaments on Betfair, the smaller stuff, the week-to-week kind of tournaments, there's often not the liquidity in the market to actually be able to lay that player off. Yeah. So you have to be kind of careful. You need to really understand how the exchanges work. But there is very, very... Um, Powerful, especially at major championships, when you know there is a vast amount of money swilling around on the exchanges mm-hmm. because there's so much interest in those four particular tournaments. Yeah, yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, I've I've noticed that before. When you you do, I've obviously if you know get speculative back a couple of long guys, and you you might have him, you might see that to, to back him he could be say ten to one, but to lay him he could be like thirty five or forty to one. So you wouldn't have the opportunity to lay him properly, even though you might have initially backed him at five hundred to one. Exactly. You so you, you lose out in the chance, but certainly it works a lot better around, like you said, the bigger tournaments when there's a lot more money in the market. And I mean, effectively, you're in a situation where you're on a stock exchange. Yeah, exactly. Now I, I, I've read, and the understanding I've got from people that know far more about exchanges than I, that in certain circumstances you you run of the mill domestic tournament in the kind of year that we're at, you know, January or the end of the season. It's, if you're if you're backing long shots, from what I'm reading and understanding, it, it's taking right through. They've got to be in contention pretty much going, you know, the, the back nine on the on the Sunday where you've got the liquidity to actually be able to lay them off and make a good profit. Mm-hmm. So it's um, yeah. Now a major championships when there's a hell of a lot more. A turnover in that particular market, it becomes a lot easier. I'll give you an example. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, but I, if you remember the PGA Championship last year um, of Valhalla, the golf, the, the weather forecast building up to it said there was going to be a lot of thunderstorms. It was going to be where the course was potentially, but you know, it's difficult to know what was going on. Now, as it turned out, it did rain. There were breaks and whatever, and I got on. I, I, I woke up Friday morning and I think Mickelson had started reasonably well, but he, but up until that point it hadn't rained, so the course wasn't super soft. Mm. Phil Mickelson always plays well on a very soft golf course, yeah. So I actually backed him. I think it was something like forty to one on Betfair, knowing that it was going to rain. The course was going to be a lot softer. I think it had rained overnight. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he started and he contended right, obviously, to the, to the final hole with Rory McIlroy. Now, on that, 
I sat there on the Sunday evening watching the Sky TV coverage and I laid him off because I, I, deep down I didn't think he would win the golf tournament. I thought Rory would win it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you backed him at 40. I think I laid him off at something like 2.5 on Betfair. Nice. Locked in a nice profit. Very so good. It can work. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it is, it's It's a very good way to make money on a golf tournament without your golfer actually having to win. Now, that leads us on to cashing out. Yes. Because, now, I'm, I'm going back here to, it was last August, wasn't it? I was desperately, for quite a long time, trying to cash out using the cash out button on Betfair Exchange, but it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, I just kind of thought to myself, well... Actually, instead of just using the cash out button, why don't you actually just lay in yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and then I got, you know, you get the, for whatever the functionality or what, I don't know what the problem was at the time with the Betfair cash out button, it wouldn't let me do it. But when I tried to actually lay him off, within seconds I'd laid him off and guaranteed a profit. Mm. Now, cashing out and laying off are exactly the same thing. In essence, but you know, people get confused with laying laying off golfers and laying off bets because it's a little bit more complex and there's mathematics involved. Mm. Uh, yeah, it can be. It's far easier to press the cash out button. Yeah. why you get a guaranteed profit there and then. You, you do end up paying for that a little bit, though. I mean, I've noticed on Betfair when you hit the cash out button, you're not cashing out on the exchange prices; you're cashing out on the Betfair sportsbook prices, which yeah. are nowhere near as generous. And so you, exactly. do, you do lose out on profit. I mean, did, That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Did, the did, shout buttons are far easier to use, for, but you're effectively, you're not maximising your margin, there's uh, no doubt. Absolutely, and, and by quite a substantial amount at some times. I mean, look, there's no doubt about it. Laying off is, the first few times you do it is a scary proposition, but when you act, you know, Betfair do have a couple of videos about it and I'm sure you can go, there's plenty of videos on it online, you know, little kind of illustrations and examples on how to do it and once you become used to it, it actually, it, it's just second nature. It's you're, you're just placing a different type of bet than yeah. just backing somebody and, and, it, and it's, uh, one of my friends works in an exchange here in Dublin and he just said, never, ever, ever use the cash out button if yeah. you could avoid it. So, um, and, he, and he's, he's pointed out that same exact reason why you just lose so much value. That, that's, that's exactly the case. So, yeah, I would, I would advise people not to use the cash-out button. Then that's the same, because obviously now you've got cash-out buttons now available at Bet365, Paddy Power, yeah? Yeah. Ladbrokes abroad, uh, Ladbrokes, I think you can do it on there. There's a, there's a number of bookmakers that bring in that kind of functionality. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Kind of like casinos, you know, it's uh, if a bookmaker brings in something or a new functionality, you you know they're making money off it. Is it is it like confuse and conquer? <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be like yeah, maybe they'll offer us twenty places in some event. We'll get all excited and nobody okay. be able to pick a winner. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, if you if you're into laying off or you don't know about it, yes, there there are various videos available on YouTube or even the you old know, Betfair. Betfair Exchange itself that explains it. The other thing you can do, you can kind of take the emotion out of it because you can set up, you can set an uh, you can set a lay bet in advance. Mm-hmm. So you could do it on the morning of the tournament. You could say, okay, I've worked it out. If it gets to the X price, uh, I, I set the lay bet at that price, and if if that trigger point is hit, 
the bet, you know, that actually happens there and then. And you, you then know you've got a guaranteed profit. Which is great. You're not worried about your internet connection going, your 3G no. connection, or, you know, missing out on it. It's, yeah, that's it. That's a that's a very neat function. Man, no 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 use for an emotional gambler like me because I'll just sit there and wait and wait and, <laughs> and look and look for the price to get a little bit better and a little bit better and that, yeah. and then you get greedy. And I suppose that's the thing that kills you. James James had an interesting situation over the weekend. He again, this could lead us into talking about you know backing golfers before a tournament or actually backing them in running. So he didn't back anybody before the event, and he decided to put a bet on Dustin Johnson on Sunday, and Dustin was 10 to 1 at the time. So, as it happens, as we all know, Dustin got into the playoff, and James had also happened to throw a little bet on James Hahn at 25 to 1 in running a few holes before the end. So he now had two of the guys in the playoff, and I said, well, look, why don't you put a bet on Paul Casey as well? And that way... If Casey wins, you get a bit of profit for the week. You know, if Han wins, you can you can put another little bet on him. He gets a little bit of profit, and you can save your biggest win for Dustin Johnson. So yeah. uh, now, ultimately, as we know, Dustin lost um, due to some phenomenal putting by James Han. But uh, James Richardson uh, comes out with a nice little profit for the week. Survives again to go again next week. His bankroll is intact with a little few euro extra. And he had a great chance at a bigger win on Dustin Johnson. So uh, he's now he's now fully sold on joining up and getting a Betfair account. And he's going to be a Sunday night trader, I think. <laughs> well, this is it. James Hunt was a 200 to 1 shot, yeah, uh, before the tournament. Um, in terms of our, you know, we, have, we run our regular punters league that's got, uh, it's normally around about 230 up to 250 people take part every week. Mm. One person. That's the person that's overtaken you in the league. Oh, sorry to mention that. Um, <laughs> one person selected James Hull pre-event. Yeah. So that's what, 690 selections. There was one James yeah. Hull. One James Hull. But that, you know, that's golf betting. It happens. It absolutely happens. You do get long-priced winners of golf tournaments. you just got to pick the right one. And that, that, that's the real difficulty. But yeah, the in-play betting... You know, that, that's something that's becoming more and more popular where effectively you're, you're, watching, you're watching the golf on, on the Sky Sports coverage and you're, you're seeing things happening and you're getting feelings for particular players. Mm. You know, if you're seeing Jim Furyk leading, you know, you're, pro- you're, you're probably on Betfair Exchange, you know, laying him as, 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 uh, as much as you can. Or, or, or alternatively, you're backing you know players that are finishing strongly, and, and, and you know it's, it, there's incredible flexibility to it. And this is what we said at the very outset. You know, none of this is straightforward. There are there are thousands and thousands of different tactics you can use to try and lock in profit. Hmm. Mm. I mean, one of the interesting things about doing that betting and running is that you know. You're backing a guy before the tournament starts, you just don't know how he's going to kick off. He could kick off with a couple of unlucky breaks, a couple of bogeys. All of a sudden, his mood changes, and he's you know he's on a bit of a downer, and he has a bad first thirty six holes, and he's out of the event, and that's your bet down the you know, down the toilet. Whereas you know if you wait till the Sunday, okay, obviously you're going to be sacrificing those really really long odds. But like like James did there on Sunday, he got Dustin Johnson at ten to one, and if it wasn't for his dreadful wedge on 17, um, or he missing that put on 18 in regulation, James had a win at 10 to 1, which is not a bad not a bad price to get on a golfer of Dustin's quality on a Sunday, and it's a one day bet. You know, it's it's in, it's out, and he could have got a very nice win on it. 
you don't get many ten to one winning football bets, do you? In terms of you know, if you're if you're backing the result, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, and, and yeah, if you had a ten to one horse winner, mm -hmm. you know, you'd, you'd be quite happy with that, wouldn't you? So you know, like you say, in, in a situation where you're 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 backing a, a player of ten to one. Uh, during in play, you know, in the fourth round, that's 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 an attractive price, isn't it? Yeah, and it should be. The, he also got James Hahn at twenty-five to one. I, mean, I obviously didn't put as much on him as he did on the Dustin bet, but you know, you, you see what happens. You know, a couple of a couple of puts drop going down the stretch, and all of a sudden, your twenty-five to one is is right in there in a playoff. And who knows? Anyone can win a playoff. Yeah, absolutely. And Absolutely. So, so for yourself, like, do you, do you have any strategies? Do you stick to pre-tournament bets, or do you, do you do a little bit of in running yourself on Sundays or on Saturdays, or is it just week by week and see how things are going? The way, um, you know, in, in the in the tipping industry as such, it's been you know ninety five percent of readers really want to to read tips that are all about pre-event tips. Yeah, so obviously. From a golf betting system perspective, we have to cater for our market. So all of the bets that we place on the site in terms of our profit and loss each week, they're pre-event, you know, pre-event bets. Mm. Now, in terms of the main bets that we use, Paul and I tend to use win only. Uh, we're, we've used them increasingly recently with the the the, the, uh, the amount of short price winners we've seen this season. Uh, we we obviously use each way bets a lot. Um, other bets that we we use can be um, top five, top ten, top twenty. Um, I've, I've had profit quite uh, last few seasons with players that I've tipped up top twenty, and they get the job done. You just know they're not going to win. You know they're probably not going to top ten, but they're playing reasonably well and they like a particular course. Mm. And you can grab uh, you can grab some quite crazy prices, eighteen to one, twenty to one on a top twenty finish. Personally, I don't tend to get involved with in-play betting. Um, what I'll often do is just lay someone that I bet pre-event. But hmm. from what you've been telling me about your uh, experiences over the weekend, it might be something I'll look into a bit more. Cer certainly opened my eyes. And, I mean, look, it, no, it's it. It, it's, it. It, it, there's, it is, it, it's fun. Uh, I'm a very emotional gambler, so it, it, it kind of... Uh, it makes the highs higher and the lows lower of watching an event. And, you know, I mean, Sky have always nailed it, you know, with their tagline for their gambling ads. You know, it matters more when there's money on it. Uh, I had no bets gone this weekend. And I was actually just, uh, for once, it was nice to be able to just enjoy a golf tournament for, for, the, for the golf itself rather than having a, a bet on the line or money on it. It was a, it was a unique experience for, for me anyway. It, it, for... In terms of like resources for yourself, you know, obviously you can't give away all your trade secrets for um, generating your your data for the week and your selections. But you know, for for our listeners and for golf betting system um, readers, there's uh, you guys have some great stuff on your website. Do you want to give a little rundown of those, like your yeah, predictor? Sure. I mean, that, that brings me on to actually one one bet type that we haven't um, spoken about, but it's something that we cater for golf system which is first round leader and that that's a very popular bet out there with, with a lot of punters because you know for a fact that you're putting a bet on and that that bet is going to be concluded within the first day first round leader is an interesting market and what tends to happen is that you will get better prices on the 
you will get better prices on the better players, yeah, in a first round leader market, and you will get uh, smaller prices on the outsiders, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. And what you know, we, we produce, as you've just said, I mean, this is this is God's bank system. We produce free statistics for each and every uh, tournament each week, European Tour, uh, PGA Tour. And one of the specific uh, sets of stats that we bring out are first-round leader numbers for each tournament. And traditionally, um, you will get players that a start quickly, or you will get particular players that start traditionally quickly on a particular golf course, mm-hmm. and you can use that to your advantage. Now, Rory McIlroy is an absolute prime example. You know, if you're looking at probably popular bets out there uh, across a myriad of billions of bets, it's probably Ronaldo and Messi first goal scorer, yeah, and Rory McIlroy golf betting first round leader because the guy has an amazing conversion rate. And the the thing about it is, you know, if you're getting, say, uh, this one, oh, should we have a look now? Let's have a look now because we're actually quoting real life prices, yeah? So uh, this will probably let me down hopelessly. But there you go. Um, Rory McIlroy, 4-1 to one to win the Honda Classic this week. Mm-hmm. And with Stan James right now, I can get 8-1 to one first round leader, Rory McIlroy. Bingo. <laughs> and don't forget, you can, back, you can back, back in the first round leader market each way as well. Which is usually five, so, five places, is it? It's, um, yeah, it tends to be five places, yes. It does tend to be five places. What you find find with the first round leader market is it obviously then closes as soon as the the first ball is struck Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. But yes, golf betting system, we produce, uh, every week we produce um, statistics that are course form, player form, first round leader, scoring averages and the like, all free of charge, yeah? Um, All available via golf betting system. On top of that, and I know it's something that we covered off in the first show back in January, we have the predictor models, and the predictor models are basically a load of statistics that we throw into into this uh, database, and effectively it has a uh, user front end where we have throttles on the page where effectively you can build your own tailor-made um, predictor as to what players are most likely to, to be contending in that week's golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul and I always publish our own predictors, which we use in our own research, so those are the predictors you will see when you click on them uh, when you arrive at the golf betting system. But, as I always say on all my uh, video casts or uh, audio casts, you can actually come up with your own tailor-made model. And again, it's all free of charge. So effectively, if you think this week that at the Honda Classic, um, you want players that are past 70, that are very pro past 70, because as you know, some players like past 70, others like past 72s. If you think that you want guys that are very strong for new de grass, green putters, and you want players that are very good wing players, well, that, that's probably not the three very good variables to throw into the model. You're going to come up with a model that suits what you think is going to be important that particular week. And when you've got 144, 156 players, being able to thin down a field to a smaller amount of players statistically isn't a bad place to start. No, no, it's a lot more effective than blindly throwing a dart at the field and seeing what happens. Well, it can be, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do, would, you, would you ever um, 
those are great resources like I'll use them every week and I love the um, the tournament sheets you have as well which show like the previous course form and then the form of the players in the previous few weeks as well I mean those those are also built into the predictor models so sometimes it's nice to just look at the Excel kind of layout of where where players are coming to in form and how they've got on in the course previously we, we have data on there Barry that's also we, we've claimed over the years so you know you know Bermuda grass, green putting. So yeah, you know, you, we've got on there, if, yeah, data that's very, very specialised as to. If you want to see a list of guys that do well on Bermuda green golf courses, yeah, here's your list. And all mm. you do, you go to that particular variable on the predictor, max it out to ten, and you'll get a list of twenty-five players that are great on Bermuda green grass. Yeah, mm -hmm. Bermuda grass greens. I'll get it right. It's funny with the predictors, actually. They start, because like we said earlier, that there's been a plethora of short price winners and runners-up, whatever. If you actually take the, the top three from the predictor models since week one, which we classify as Kapalua, uh, you'd be uh, almost 50 points in profit this year so far. Very nice. Well, it's, it's picked up Jimmy Walker as a winner, Rory McIlroy as a winner, and also Frank Snedeker as a winner, yeah? Lovely. And I'm just looking, like, last week, the, the predictors, the published predictors, picked out Dustin Johnson, Chowrasia. Now, if you'd have done each way double on them, that would have been quite tasty. That would work, yeah. Okay. Kind of uh, was getting, was roughly getting to where I was going to ask you, like, how have you been getting on this season? And it, it seems quite well, <laughs> so... Well, the predictors have been on fire, and, and, and you know, a lot of that is, is just because so many of the tournaments have gone the short price. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're throwing statistics at a problem, you're, you're going to come up with the, the best elite players more regularly than not coming out within the top three of your, of your, of your predictor picks, yeah? Hmm. Uh, on occasion, though, you do get some freaky kind of players coming out that all of a sudden, wow, damn, that guy's a really good price. I know a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing players like Justin Thomas here that have been that have come out in the top three. Thomas Aiken, Kenny Otto, you know, various different players that actually statistically really worked. There was Bert Wiesberger, we came second the other week. Scott Head, they've all been in the top three of the predictor model. So, yeah, that, that's something for players to look at. The other thing, you know, but you know, golf's a strange sport. You'll find the short price winners uh, uh, right now, and then in a couple of months' time, you and I will be talking about the Masters probably, and we'll be saying the last three winners of the tournaments have all been 150 to, <laughs> yeah. 150 to one. Yeah, that's, that's golf there. It's 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 a uh, it's a funny one, right? I mean, I was actually just uh, I was listening back to our previous chat and um, before coming on and talking to you today and actually listen back to who your fancies were for the Masters and it's only six weeks till the Masters now as of this Thursday coming yeah. and uh, you on the show you fancied Justin Rose Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson who uh, you quoted all having a high ball flight and high green and regulation golfers has has your opinion or thoughts changed on any of them yet? Well you can't say any of the three have, have, have hit their straps yet but mm. I suppose with the Masters, it's like all things. A lot of it's about timing. I, I know if you look at Phil Mickelson this season, he's been. It'll be interesting how he performs this week. He's, he's actually playing this week over at PGA National down in Florida, which is a golf course he doesn't tend to play that often. Um, he's added it because um, he normally plays Pebble Beach and Riviera, which he couldn't play because he wanted to go spend time with his kids. Um, 
But if you actually look at his opening gambits, if you like, on the PGA Tour, it's almost as if him and Butch Harmon have come up with a plan. The plan is I need to be getting to Augusta with a game where my ball striking, both in terms of accuracy and greens in regulation, is excellent, yeah? Because if you look at his performances at PGA West and also he played at Torrey Pines, yes, you know, he didn't finish high up, but his ball striking was absolutely fantastic. It's his putting that let him down. And, you know, Phil's, Phil's success has always been based on his amazing putting and short game. But, you know, Butch Harmon, he brought Ricky Fowler from nowhere, um, what he's done to Jimmy Walker, the amount of players that he's Brad Snedeker won recently, didn't he? He's, he's now a Butch. You, you almost get the feeling that they're, they're hatching a plan to further down down the track as to to, mm. to, to, to Phil Mickelson and, and his, his challenge for the for the uh, the Masters. So I, I wouldn't. It, it only takes one decent result with Phil, and all of a sudden his price will be slashed. So yeah. I don't know what price he's at the moment. I know that I got on him at thirty three to one. And uh, I was waxing lyrically about that price, wasn't I? I'm looking now, actually, to see what price he's gone out to. I have him here on Paddy Perry's twenty-eight to one. There was a there was an interesting stat I remember reading when Bill Haas won. Um, Phil Mickelson had the same amount of birdies as Bill Haas had that week, but he just had a hell of a lot more bogeys on his card. Because the short, you know, because of the scrambling, the short game's not so great. Uh, but that's the whole point. I mean, look at that. But the bookmakers are savvy. You know that, Barry. He hasn't started the season well, and the best price out there is still twenty-eight to one on Phil Mickelson. Mm. It's Augusta, though. Phil, Phil just seems to come alive there, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Henrik Stenson, um, he's his ball striking is exceptional right now. He just hasn't found the putter. Justin Rose, again, he, he hasn't hit his straps at all. The only the only thing that does go against Justin potentially for Augusta is his shot shape. He does he does, he does tend to like a fade. And as we know, the draw does tend to be a little bit more effective round Augusta. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's very early to draw conclusions. But one statistic that's come become very clear recently with in terms in terms of the, of the Masters champion is um, they they tend to do very well at the tournament that's happening next week, which is Doral. Hmm. And if you uh, if you look if you look at the previous like Bubba Watson last year finished second at Doral and then went on to win the uh, to win didn't he Augusta yeah and last week's course as well Riviera seems to you know if guys can do reasonably well around Riviera they they tend to be able to match up to Augusta you know reasonably well this is it and this is why I've always wondered why Dustin Johnson hasn't got a better record. Augusta. Mm, maybe this year now. I mean, last week we saw how uh, how how good he was, and his uh, yeah. his putter wasn't even that hot, and he still got into a playoff. So, I suppose that the, the only thing again that's potentially a downside with Dustin is he's a natural fader of the golf course. So yeah, you know, Bubba Watson obviously did well at a Riviera last year, but Bubba can but Bubba can shake the ball in any any shape that he wants to, and he's a left hander like Phil Mickelson, like Mike Weir, have all done well around Augusta. Yeah. So you can kind of see. But yeah, there is there is a very close link between uh, the results at Riviera and also the results at Doral and how that pans out at the actual Masters. Yeah, so tune back in and after oh, a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. This is the whole point. I think, 
But I think Doral's really going to, um, to to start to show who the actual guys are that, that, that could actually get the job done. Yeah, another player, uh, another player that plays Doral well and plays Riviera well is Sergio Garcia. Yeah, do you know what he was? I loved how um, kind of honest he was about his game last week and just said I didn't deserve to win. You know, it's it's kind of, he's kind of seems to be. I don't know whether it's his PR guy is trying to get him to be a bit more endearing to the American public or whether he's just kind of maturing a little bit. If, if he's if he, well, if you look at winners at Riviera, it's very hard for a player that's a European Tour player to make his uh, PGA Tour debut at Riviera and win the golf tournament. Mm. What you tend to get there are players that have played quite a few PGA Tour tournaments and played in America, and then they go to Riviera and win. Yeah. James you know, he follows that pattern as well. So for Sergio to actually come out of the traps and potentially, you could say, he should have won that golf tournament because, you know, it was in his hands at one point. Actually, if you look at it rather positively as opposed to negatively, it was actually a good performance from him, a very good performance. But yeah, 2012, Bubba Watson finished at Doral, won the Masters. Um, Adam Scott in 2013 finished third up at Doral, won the Masters. Bubba Watson second at Doral, won the Masters. So you do, you know, you do the, you do the computing on that one. Um, look, I think that kind of wraps it up. You know, our usual short chat with Steve Bamford. <laughs> um, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Um, if, if you know, if our listeners need to get any more information, definitely get. Um, I think the first port of call is your website, golfbettingsystem.co.uk. Um, Steve and Paul are also on Twitter. Steve's handle is at Bamford Golf, and Paul's is at Golf Betting. Um, yeah. The guys have you know great web pages, you know pages on the website on the you know to explain the each way doubles. You know, as I said, Steve said the bookies reviews page is you know growing yeah. by the week. You know, with more and more reviews and adding in the features of the bookies and certainly after this chat it would seem wise to, to have a couple of bookies in your um, in your bag to be able to to take a shot at on different weeks depending on prices so um, and finally I mean one thing I love I love the, the Facebook group the golf betting system Facebook group because there's a lot of very kind of it's very active engaging and fun you know there's a lot of banter back and forth with the members and very passionate you know people are very passionate about golf and also gambling as well so it's um, it's kind of a fun way to to engage in the gambling aspect of golf with it, you know, and you don't even need, you don't even need to be a big punter, you know. There's a lot of, a lot of like one euro bets and fifty cent doubles and trebles there as well. So there's a lot of fun on the page. There's a hell of a lot of knowledge on there as well. The other thing I like about the actual group itself is it's very international. So you've got a lot from the Republic, from you know over your side of the Irish Sea, obviously a lot from the UK, but then you've got guys from Australia, from America. All four corners of the globe, Thailand, um, we've got Ken, Ken Quillinan, he's, he's a guy that's on there, one of our regulars. He's a, he's a, he works for a, a, South, in a South Korean college or university, and he, um, he just goes and watches a lot of golf over in the Far East. He was actually, I don't know if you saw it, um, he, he was actually present at the, the Thailand Classic a few weeks ago. He was standing at the green when that guy got a hole in one. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. It's photos of the guy yeah. who just won himself a house. Marvellous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, it's so random. But, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that goes on on the, on the Facebook group. It's really, it's just, it's just, 
It's just interesting. It's yeah, good. it's it's a great group, and it's a yeah, good, good, big. I, I can't believe we're up. To, I mean, last time we spoke to you, we were what twenty two, twenty three hundred. Now it's up to twenty seven hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite rapidly. We'll also we'll recruit a lot of people building up to the Masters just because yeah. a hell of a lot more recreational punters will be interested in golfing right now. But I mean, I think it's I, I, it's no coincidence that you've gone up four hundred number and uh, membership since you were on a good talk spoiled. So uh, we're going to take. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I can only thank you guys. I know. Uh, I, I hope I'm not spoiling it, but it seems like. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing various major previews throughout the year. So, you know, we'll go from strength to strength, you know, the relationship with you guys. No, that's great. No, I was happy, happy for you to spoil it as well. We were definitely going to announce that this week as well. Steve's going to be joining us uh, as part of our major preview package this year for all the, the episodes before the majors and, and the players as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, that should be really exciting. And uh, somebody who actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to backing golfers. And with a good record this week, rather than myself and... Myself and James picked Nick Watney last week, and we we're both. Uh, James was kind of excited. Actually, he did. He backed Watney pre-tournament and was. He got to minus seven at one stage, and uh, all he had to do was sit at minus seven for the rest of the week, and he would have won the event. <laughs> he does. He does quite well. Like I really did fancy Nick Watney last week. He ticked all my boxes, but um, he started like a train, and yeah. then he went back. Yeah. I think I think the a uh, couple of his post round interviews he was just saying he was tired, you know, fifth week on tour, but I mean it's easy to make up excuses after a bad round, isn't it? Yeah, he's playing again this week as well. He he's is not ice cold. That that's why it happened effectively. But yeah. Um, good player Watney. Uh, yeah, he's the kind of player that probably hopefully he gets into the world top fifty quite soon and gets a place at Augusta. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, look. I mean, I think we better wrap this up. We we'll definitely put this out as a uh, as a full piece, full separate piece as well for the listeners. And um, look, it just leaves me to say thanks a million to Steve. And uh, looking forward to talking to you in a few weeks' time for the Masters. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, goodbye. Bye bye.